everybody, and welcome back into another edition of From the Rough. Alongside PGA Golf Pro John Gerber, I am noted local national radio television podcast personality. Oh, wow, that was a lot. IndyCar Tim. <laughs> Already. Wow. We want to welcome everybody in. We are live from Barrel and Bones in the Colony, 2801 West Plano Parkway, as we are every Wednesday night at 630. We offer everyone the, the chance to come out and take a look at us, see our pretty faces, have some drinks with us before we start, get here early. But we're here every Wednesday at 630, and we invite you to come out and take a listen. If you are listening on our recorded podcast, we certainly want to say thank you. Please hit that subscribe button, tell your friends about us. Your friends over at the club, over the golf course, in the dressing room, and uh, as always, friends, this... Friends in the dressing room. Your friends in the dressing ooh, room. Ooh, ooh. Don't you have friends in the dressing room when you go in there? Uh, just, or you just not talk to anybody? Just, just white, white towels, bud. White towels. Are they the little white towels or are they the big white towels? <laughs> just depends. Okay. Just depends. Depends on which club you're in. <laughs> yeah. As always, this show is brought to you by the Highlands Performance Golf Center in Carrollton, Texas, North Dallas's premier golf practice facility. With 65 covered and heated tees, it's the best place to practice your golf game year-round. You can practice your short game there, of course, your long game. It's got a really cool mini golf course mm. that I hear they just renovated. Yeah. Uh, par threes and par fours, it's good for the family. You can host an event out there if you want uh, for your company or your family uh, or your buddies. Uh, they are in Carrollton. Give me a Shout on the phone, 972-733-4111, or on the web at highlandspgc.com. We've got a good show for you tonight. Of course, we are coming off the Safeway Open. We're going to cover Johnny's picks, how everything went there, and then we're going to talk about the upcoming U.S. Open, the field, the course setup. We'll get Gerb's picks and matchups for that. Uh, but tell us about the Safeway Open, Johnny. Oh, boy. It was... Uh, <clears throat> You know, as we talked about a few weeks ago, I had a pretty good run with uh, winners and matchups. And, you did. You know, the Safeway Open was the first tournament on the 2021 schedule. Uh, it gave a lot of opportunity for guys to get in the field mm-hmm. that maybe most people didn't know or uh, are new starters. It was, a, it was a rough week in terms of my picks, but it was a great week for some of the younger players to get some uh, get some experience, get some starts in. Uh I think I ripped my page off. I play, I had so I had so many bad picks last week. So <laughs> you just took it out of the permanent I record. I, just, I think I just took. I, I, I wanted to forget it. So so my four my four great weeks just kind of kind of went to uh, went went to the wayside. But I think if uh, most of you guys follow me on Twitter and my picks and things like that or watch me is uh, I took Brandon Steele, uh, uh, Joel Damon, Harold Varner the third in my ham sandwich was Patrick Rogers, which. Most of you people know who follow us, a ham sandwich is one of the long shots. Um, so if we go back to Brandon Steele, he finished T29. Harold Varner III finished T29. Uh, Patrick Rogers, T46. And uh, Joel Damon, T52. So that being said, um, wasn't really uh, wasn't really a good week, but sometimes you have those weeks when you start to handicap a new field, uh, a big field in terms of you know some opportunities for some guys. But uh, if you were having big weeks every week, I think you were somehow cheating. Well, I wouldn't be living here. I promise. Yeah, I'd, 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 yeah. I'd, be, I'd be somewhere, and uh, I'd be betting <laughs> right along with you. We wouldn't be here. You know, so you know, over and all, I've I've had a good run through this year. I mean, th- this year is a little bit different in terms of golf handicapping. Obviously, most people followed me last year. 
had a great year last year. I, I think I picked, uh, what what I do, 12 of 32 future bets mm-hmm. last week, uh, last year. So, I mean, that's that's pretty good. Sounds right. And, and, and none of my top fives hit, so I kind of I stagger some of those bets in terms of odds winners and uh, in top fives, top tens, top 20s. None of them hit, but but I had some good matchups that you guys follow me on that I won on to balance some things out. But you know, to be honest, it was it was a losing week last last week. But sometimes that happens. Yeah, and you know your track <laughs> record speaks for itself, pretty much. You yeah. know, those that have followed you or followed your picks for a while know that you're mainly hit and not so much miss. But like you said, those weeks are going to happen, um, and we'll be looking for them for the for the U.S. Open <laughs> here coming up. Yeah, it's uh, listen. This is this is one of those weeks I get really excited about uh, U.S. Open, the majors, the Masters, and for for a lot of reasons. I mean, obviously uh, the people who follow golf, it's a mm-hmm. different year. Uh, you know, you're you're looking at Wingfoot in terms of a golf course that that's, you know, if if you ask anybody about golf, it's probably top five in their deal. Mm-hmm. And I've been lucky. Uh, and I, I told you the other day, I tried to get Mike Gilmore on, who's the head professional at uh, at Wingfoot. I played in, at Pebble Beach with him two years ago in the Pebble Beach Invitational. Um, we talked a little bit about Wingfoot having the U.S. Open there. One of the salt-of-the-earth guys, um, I selfishly made a text out to him. I have his number. <laughs> Obvi- obviously, he's a little bit busy. So a little he, bit, yeah. He didn't, he didn't give me any insight. But, listen, Gilly is uh, Gilly's an awesome guy, uh, great player. Uh, that's been a, you know, you know that whole cl- uh, Harmon family right. who's been uh, has that nostalgia at, at Wingfoot. He is he is a first class guy. Got to know him playing the Pebble Beach Invitational the last ten years. And uh, anyone that that can host a golf tournament like that as a golf professional, he, he's one of them. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Well, first first class. I've been hearing a lot of talk about Wingfoot going into the week and. Uh, a lot of it wasn't so good. It seems like there's a lot of players scared of this course. I've I've heard comments that the winner may not even shoot under par. Oh, it won't be under par. And we had that conversation a couple weeks ago. Yeah, I mean, if you're shooting under par, uh, wow. I mean, wow. I don't know what to and say. And that's just typical of a U.S. Open setup for the most part. Yeah, I mean, the last the, – the, it's they've, they've had five U.S. Opens there, right? Yeah. And there's only been one tournament, one U.S. Open under par. Fuzzy Zeller won it. Four or five under, I believe. Last time they played the U.S. Open there, six over one. Six over. Yeah, yeah. Six over. And, um, you know, I think they played pretty good. Six over. So, you know, it's it, it's one of those old school golf courses. It's 95 years old. Right. It's golf courses I love to play. Uh, I'm a huge old, you know, it's a Tillinghouse golf course. Uh, Gil Hans redesigned it a few years ago. There, people don't realize there's 36 holes there. So what they did was they took the east and west course. Right. They combined it a little bit, um, and and you know you got it's 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 a setup that for the for the U.S. Open that's what the U.S. Open should be, and it hasn't been for four or five or six years. And I think the players are liking it. I think they like the change of pace. I think they are appreciative of that type of golf course. And I, I, you know, well, it's got to be a change from the the norm for them when they go out and can shoot ten to twenty under par on in other tournaments every week, and what's now they're a, actually being challenged. What's well, not only a change of the golf course for the t- a, a, a daily or a weekly tour scenario, but it's a change of a golf sen- scenario for the U.S. Open that's been right. the last like four or five U.S. Opens been ten under, nine under, blah blah blah. That's not right. what the U.S. Open is, you know. 
made effective of. That's not what they. That, that's not what they want. Now, now, how do you get to the point of being goofy in in recognizing the best player that week? Uh, I think they did it this week. And, and really, it, I think I think a lot of guys don't realize. So, the, in my opinion, the USGA did three years ago. They did one of the best things they ever did. They hired a guy named Jason Gore. Jason Gore was an ex-tour player, one on tour. You know, young guy, my age, kind of yeah. young. But anyways, he's played. He's he's been through it. So so the USGA and the tour guys, the tour players, have really had a lot of like. Ill will with each other. Right, why are you making this golf course so silly? Right. What's the edge of fair and goofy, right? So what they did, they hired next tour player as as tour relations and asked the players from the USGA, say, hey, what do you want? Hey, what makes it fair? So they hired him three years ago. And last year, you saw the changes. This year, you're going to see a golf course that the players want, and you'll never see a guy that's – in the last two days, have said, "Oh, this is unfair," right. or or so they did a they did a great thing to hire somebody that was a tour player to be the mediator between the players and the USGA. So the USGA, the PGA Tour, and the PGA of America are three different entities. Right. You know, so having those relationships for the tour players, USGA and the PGA Tour is, is great. So Wingfoot is the course, if I remember correctly, the where. Tiger missed his cut right after his father died, right? What was that, 06? Uh, yeah, 06, but they had the PGA there. Um, Davis Love won the PGA there. Okay. Um, you know, so they – And I'm they, going way back in the memory banks there. Yeah, you went back. I mean, that's the only thing you studied today, <laughs> I think. So, <laughs> you got that on me. But, yeah, so, yeah, he, he if, if, you, if you say that, I, I can't tell you yes or no, but, yeah, that sounds right. Um, so are there clear cut favorites? I mean, I know you've got picks coming up, but you know, we've, you kind of got old school versus new school, um, on, on the tour in general this year, some of the older players and a lot of the younger players that are coming up. Are there any clear cut favorites? Uh, Well, I mean, obviously with, with the scenario of Dustin Johnson playing so well, um, you know, he, he, it's hard to, it's hard to, it's hard to, to not pick him, Mm -hmm. but, it's it's in a in a gaming scenario in a betting in a betting perspective, you can't make any money on him, right? right he, he's right. John Rahm, uh, you know, uh, Dustin Johnson. So so the golf course is set up to one. It obviously it's super long. I mean, it's going to play a little bit softer as it would uh, in a normal scenario. The U.S. Open in terms of being the summer firm, right? Uh, it's a little softer. They add some rain. It's a little bit of fall scenario. I mean, the, the high this week is going to be seventy, right? So all week, perfect so it's going to be weather. it's going to be well. I mean, for me, if you live in North Texas, it's perfect golf weather. So it's it's, <laughs> it's cool in the morning. The cool part the cool part is the tenth hole, which everyone's going to start on ten at one point. So they they shuffle tees. So it's a two hundred twenty five yard par three. Oh, okay. So so when you start so on seven iron. Seven iron and a seven iron for you. Two seven irons for you. I probably, well, I didn't mean for me. I uh, meant for them. No, no. It's no. They're they're. You watch it in the practice rounds. I mean, they're hitting five woods and it's uphill and you know some of those things. So that's one of the cool ambiances about that place, right? right. It's it's, it, it's a pretty cool spot. But um, you know, man, I I did my I did my picks in terms of golf course setup. Who's man? Who who fits the golf course? A lot of right to left holes. Right, mm-hmm. so it sets sets up for a lot of guys um, who who scramble who can scramble, 
Um, so, so we'll go go into my picks for the week. But yeah, the course setup is. Listen, they're they're talking. You know, four, five, six, seven inch rough. Uh, you know, typical thirty five yard fairways, greens that are going to go. And the thing about Wingfoot, they're, they're tiered. They're very, very right, soapy right. greens. So how how fast do you get them? They'll get them fast enough to where it's not unfair. But you got to still hit golf shots. And, and and the thing about the U.S. Open, they're getting back to now. And it's an old adage that that was said a long time ago from the from the old president of the right. USGA. He said, "Listen, we're not." We're not out of here trying to embarrass the players. We're trying to identify the best player through the week, right? So, I think they're getting back to that scenario um, in terms of what it is. But, listen, I always say, listen, growing up in Columbus, Ohio, there's probably three or four great golf cities that you can say, hey, man, there's there's golf courses there. I mean, obviously, the New York area with Shinnecock and and Wingfoot and those, you got five or six of the top – you know, 30 in the country. You got Columbus, Ohio has five or six of the top. You got Chicago. You know, she, she got – that is one of the places that is revered as special. They know it. Here's the difference is, you know, when they, they have it at Beth Page and they have the crowds and stuff and the New York fans are X, Y, Z, that's a factor. It's a factor like you're going to, to a football game and right. you have a home crown advantage, right? It's, it's rowdy. It's going to be a little bit different. It's still going to be great. No, no galleries, right? Well, again, once again, no, no galleries. And, and I had a great comment from Phil that he said, "Listen, when I played here in '06, and I just gooned it, I tried to miss it as far as I could because all the crowds would stamp on the stomp on the rough. Right. So I had a decent. Well, we don't have that now, right? So the rough is huge everywhere you go. So the big misses can't have the big misses. Right. So listen, I think a lot. Of, you know." Do you feel sorry for Phil? What happened? And do you are is there a sentimental pick for him? Now, fourteen years ago, hell he's no, coming back. Phil has no goddamn chance. And if not, he's picking Phil. You just, I mean, give me that's a, a sentimental pick. I mean, right you give there. me a hundred dollar bill, and I'll just take it and yeah. just well, I'll have a couple beers on you. Just, but just Venmo me some he, money. Well, he just can't, he can't he can't drive it good enough right now. Listen, th- is his mind still good? But he he it doesn't fit him. Um, I know I, I know it's great, but it, it's just it doesn't fit him in. You know, that's what I think. So, that's what I think about the golf course. Like I said, I, it, it would have been a great to treat to have Mike Gilmore on, but, but you know, he's a little busy, and I'm not well, maybe his when first I'll, priority list. But No, maybe when everything settles down, we can have him on to review it mm-hmm. for us and let us know yeah. Yeah. how everything went. So, you're, you're big. You got, you got picks coming up. I do, and I promise it'll be a little bit better than next week. <laughs> I mean, last week, sorry, a little bit better than I'm last gonna week. I'm going to guess Dustin Johnson's up there somewhere no. based on what you know. No, 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 man. You know me, I don't really pick the big favorites. You know, I I, I like to make money. I mean, I don't, I don't like to, you know, well, I, I give $100 for Dustin Johnson to make 110 I mean, right, He's right. a big odd. So, you know, here here's I, – I gave a couple little extra picks. I mean, the ham sandwich pick is – a little bit – you can't really have a ham sandwich pick at the U.S. Open. And I, the people don't realize this year at the U.S. Open is there's no qualify. There was no qualifying. Right, right. In terms of open qualifying and guys who think they can play can go out and play. So, they did it. So, what they did was they took it off the world ranking list, mm-hmm. which I thought was cool. So, they took it off the amateurs uh, exemptions, which was cool. So, they took the top five guys on the corn ferry, which I thought was cool. And they took uh, what was the other? They they took um, they took one other qualification I thought was really cool. 
so they say built that 144 man field. So, um, you know, that, that was, that was an interesting scenario. So guys that you wouldn't think are playing and I got the whole, and we'll get this in a minute. I got the whole pairing list and, this is what I like to do every year. I yeah, go, they do something a little cool, don't they? They, they do cool. They yeah. do something really they trick cool. Trick it up a little bit. So they, they make some pairings that are really cool. And we'll go through the list of for the most people for most people they don't think it's they don't think anything about PJ does it a little bit, but the USJ does it awesome. And it's funny to a point, but it's you know We'll, <laughs> you'll laugh. We'll, we'll see. If, we'll see if everybody notices. You, you'll laugh. You'll laugh. But this week's picks. Listen, my my number one pick this week is Patrick Reed at forty to one. Oh, wow. Yeah. So here's what I think. I think he's got enough grit. He's playing well. Uh, his ball shape works for that golf course. I think he's never going to be rattled in the scenario of a U.S. Open. I think the not having the crowds helps him. Um. And he's not scared. You know, his up and down percentage is great. I think the ball shape, how he shapes the golf ball. And he's he's getting in a trend. Uh, the second guy I like, uh, he's not – I'm trying to figure out if he's in the form or not. But I think he fits every U.S. Open well is Justin Rose at 50-1. to 1. Right. He's, he's not really – you know, no one's really saying much about him. So, you know, he's won U.S. Open before. Similar type of golf course. Uh, similar type of setup. Uh, I just think he, it, I, his his mentality just works there. The only rub with Justin Rose is he, his form is questionable, right? Can he can he is it right. is this his time or not? Uh, a guy that I like, but always just man, he just breaks my heart. He's just he's too. Listen, if there's a rub with this guy, is he's just <laughs> soft. Is Paul Casey fifty five to one? He's just soft. He's just too nice. My thing with Paul Casey is, he, is he too nice to win a U.S. Open? Does it fall in his lap, right? I, I mean, I don't know. But his ball striking ability, how he shapes it, how he puts it, over par potentially can win the golf tournament. Right. Uh, it fits him. He doesn't, like, make a lot of mistakes, right? He doesn't. Like, he's cool with bogeys. He doesn't make double bogeys. Like, he right. doesn't hit foul balls, man. So, so it seems to me when you're picking guys for the U.S. Open because of the course conditions, the way the course is set up, there's a little bit of fear going into it a lot of times for younger guys. You're going to pick the guys that are mentally tough. Like, it's as much of a – I know golf's always a mental game. Yeah. It seems like the U.S. Open's way more of a mental game for some of these guys than even a physical game. you got to have the physical part, too, obviously, to hit the right shots, strike the ball well, like you said. But yeah. it seems like that's – It'll wear on you even more mentally based on if you're making or, or missing shots. Hey, hey, listen, my only analogy with the U.S. Open is it's like going to the doctor and you get a shot, or you going to the doctor and you get a heart. You get a heart. Right. Change. You know, right. It, they're two polar different scenarios. And the guys know. The guys know who's played in them for so long, know what they're expecting, right? Right. I think everyone says Dustin Johnson. Well, Dustin Johnson's led two U.S. Opens going to the last round and hadn't broke 75. Right? No success. Pebble and Chambers Bay. Like, so he gets the lead. So maybe it's changed this year because his confidence he's playing so well. But at some point, you're playing so well, so well, so well. You're meant to – I mean, is he going to continue to play well, taking a week off? I don't know. I think, he, I think that week off is going to hurt him. That's just, that's, just, that's just me. And you can't make any money on him. I mean, he's such, right. such an odds-on favorite. So, listen, I'm going to give you a couple guys that I like that, you know <laughs> – 
I think their demeanor is just so cool for the U.S. Open, man. Right. And it can, you might maybe make a few ham sandwiches on him in, like, top five, top tens. I don't know if they can win, but Louis Ustason to me is is at 80-1 to 1 is, is a pretty cool pick, man. Doesn't seem like much faces that guy, no matter what he's out cutting grass in his farm in South <laughs> Africa or he's making a five-foot putt to, to win anything, man. So I think he has a great demeanor of, of um, you know, to fit the U.S. Open, you know, so he, you know, is he, is he, does he really give a shit? Yeah, he gives a shit in the majors. No more golf turns, sure. maybe he's just going through the motions, right? And another guy, man, I, listen, I, I love the guy. I've known him for a long, long, long time. And he's one of the best guys out there. He's worked his ass off. He won't make mistakes out there is Charles Howell the third. He's 250 to one. If you want to throw a little bit on him, man, to, to maybe get a top, five top 10 but 251 would it surprise me if he won yeah maybe but would it surprise his peers if he won no because he's not gonna he's not gonna make mistakes i mean listen he he works harder than anyone uh is he informed yeah he's always informed he's always informed now you know does his game fit he is it plenty long i mean he puts it good but is it his week yeah we don't know so so it's it's a guy first off it's a guy you want to root for right and it's a guy that's worth throwing something on, um, and that's where I'm looking at. So if you want to, if you want to bet, I got two matchups that are pretty cool. I didn't bet top five, top ten, top twenty this week, uh, just because. I mean, it, I like Louis Eustacen over Gary Woodland, and here's why: Gary Woodland hasn't been able to work with Pete Callen for the last month because uh, of the quarantine. Right. Uh, Pete Callen right. over in England, so he switched to a new instructor just to see something. Right, and it, it's old Butch's guy. Like this oh, is yeah. kind of insight that I know that most people don't yeah. know. So it's one of uh, Butch's students that he worked with. You know, but, you know Gary Wood. He lived here for a long time. He worked with Randy Smith for a long time. Randy got him to a point and kind of moved on. He went to Butch and then he went to Pete Cowan, but he hadn't been able to see Pete. Right. And he went to a new guy, new eye. Um, I just think that maybe a little of that confusion or. Uh, not really working. Yeah. It's, it's just my the comfort opinion. level. Yeah, so I'm gonna take Lou season over Woodland for the for the week, and then I'm gonna take uh, Matthew Wolf, Wolf over uh, uh, over uh, Sebastian Munoz, and I think Matthew Wolf is just weird enough to play a good U.S. Open. <laughs> to be honest with you, and Sebastian is he one of those guys where he's due. Well, you know that weird swing we talked yeah. to. Yeah, well, yeah. he's not due. He's he won't win. He won't win right. the golf tournament. But Sebastian Munoz is, I mean, if he breaks 80, that shocks He seems the shit to be everybody's, like, who? Uh, Sebastian. So, who what? Sebastian Munoz at plus 20,000. He's everybody's sleeper pick. Won't, won't make the cut. I don't, I don't understand that. You want to bet? You want, you want to Well, no, it? I'm not taking it. He's not my sleeper pick. Mm-hmm. I just, I'm seeing his name everywhere. Okay, well. For a sleeper pick. You want to you listen to him? him and Lanto, you want to listen to him or listen to me? Him and, him and Lanto Griffin. Okay. Lanto Griffin. Next. All right. So those are your picks. So the so you got two guys. It's first U.S. Opens. Yeah. You want to you want to take some wages. First U.S. Open they ever played. It's the hardest U.S. Open that's played. Yep. Maybe they just dumb into it or something. Maybe you don't dumb into a U.S. Open win. Yeah, I mean that's that's my point. You can dumb into a. You dumb into a well, corn fairy win. win. Well, they're not winning. I'm just saying who their matchup is. Right. Right. So. That's where I'm at this week, man. It, it can't be any worse than last week. <laughs> <laughs> you <laughs> yeah, say that. Yeah. Hold my beer. No, no, no. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> yeah, so 
you know, we talked about this. So there, the cool thing about the U.S. Open is how they pair people. And some of it is intentional. Some of it is just like whatever. But I don't believe it. USGA doesn't do anything unintentional. Right. So do you have the pairing sheet on your? I don't. Uh, or the computer? I don't. Chop, chop that up. So there's about five or six things that are pretty cool. And what I do every year with the USGA and we, we pair, they pair the U.S. Open is I put teams. Team of, this is the team of XYZ, right? So we'll go through. There's probably six or so. And it's, it's, listen, it's something that I like. To, it's fun and it's, it's quirky and, you know, whatever. Okay. But, but, but for most people. So go down to 701 a.m. tea time. Well, first off, 701 a.m. tea time. It might be snowing up there at that point. Yeah, I've got it here. So Ricky Castillo, Brian Harmon, Andy Sullivan. Oh, that's not what I have. Oh. The U.S. Open. Oh, which, which, oh, that's hole 10. Sorry, I was on hole one. Yeah. You okay. should have the hole 701. Yeah, I got it right here. That's uh, that's team we we man group. The tallest guy in that group is five six. Nice five six. So that's team we man. That's that's a, that. I mean, that's. Hey, listen. That might be offensive to those who are vertically challenged. Yeah, but that's okay. They'll get over it. They'll get over. It. They'll get over. It. They'll get over it. They'll get over it. It's not my fault though. No, you didn't I'm, pair him. I'm just saying. I mean, listen. If if the USGA didn't want them to be made fun of, what pair him with with somebody else? I mean, that's not my that's not my fault. <laughs> so you look at 7:34. Brandon Todd, Harris English, Davis Thompson. Yep. That's Team Bulldog. Okay. All three of those guys went to the University of Georgia. Oh, there you so go. So how about that? So they start looking at those things, man. It's pretty right. cool. I, I like I said, it's pretty cool how they start doing those things, man. And it's not making it uncomfortable. It's just, I just think let's it's just cool. Put some thought into it and yeah. make it interesting. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with yeah, that. Yeah. So let's go all the way to uh, eight twenty nine. Adam Hadwin, Mackenzie Hughes, Corey Connors. Yep. That's uh, that, that, yeah, yeah. That's Team Canada right there, bud. Right. Everybody's from Canada. You know, it's pretty cool. I listen. If you want to look at a, everyone's kind of touting Corey Connors. He went so, and and also if you look at that, Mackenzie Hughes and Corey Connors were college teammates at Kent State. Well, Corey spells his name wrong, so yeah. I mean, we need one more R. No, there's no e, I. There's no E in Corey. It's C O R Y. Uh, next. Uh, <laughs> not. So they both went they, – they were teammates at Kent State, which okay. is pretty cool, right? So if you look at uh, – I got a few other. If you look at 1232. Okay. Michael Thompson, Andrew Putnam, Chasson Hadley. That's team nice guy right there. Nicest three guys on tour. They're voted every year like the nicest, like maybe not have a curse and word. Putting them together. Yeah, just, just the nicest – you know, hey, listen. They might not say hell right. in that group, right? So it's it's they're they're going to have listen, unless they hit a bad shot or whatever. But they're they're, they're revered as you, you get those polls of the worst guys that are hated yeah, guys yeah, on tour, yeah. and the, those guys are like the top three guys that are. We won't mention any names. Yeah, yeah, I got my own, but <laughs> so um, that's going to be a segment one day. So twelve forty three, couple groups down. I'll let, I'll let you say that first name. See if you say it right. At 12.43 on hold one or hold ten? Uh, ten. Uh, we have Lee Westwood. No. 
1243. Oh. Burned Weisberger? Oh, that's wow. Mark Leishman and Cameron Smith. Butchered the first one, so let's let me Hey, I read it like it's spelled. It's Baird Wiesberger. You know in German you the the W is the V, right? Or it could be Weisberger. Yeah, okay. If we live in America. But he's from Austria, so <laughs> anyway. <laughs> and it's burned. It's burned. B E R N D. That, uh, right? Burned. He, he, here's what I'll tell you with this group. So, Bear Wiesberger, Mark Leishman, Cameron Smith. That is going to be the sleeper group. It wouldn't surprise the shit out of me if the winner comes out of that group. Really? Listen, Bear Wiesberger is probably the most underrated player in the world. I think he's probably he ranked? 50. Okay. What's well, higher than me? <laughs> At what? At the World Golf Ranking. Uh, okay, yeah. Well, there we there we go. A lot of God guys. <laughs> Mark Leishams kind of he's he's had a he had a shitty run when Dustin Johnson was playing great three right. or four weeks ago. So the trend is getting better for him. And Cameron Smith is just you know listen the guy doesn't miss cuts. I mean he just he just he's a grinder. All he does is play golf. So watch out for that group in terms of. So that's my team sleeper. Like the team that it, it wouldn't surprise if any of those three guys contended. Right. Or you say, man, who are these guys? Because, no, I mean, Mark Leishman you heard of, but Bear Wiesberg and Cameron Smith. I mean, nope. they, they, most people haven't heard of, but anyways. But um, so the obvious obvious one is uh, 116 off one. 116 off one. Bryson, Dustin, and Tony. You want to say his last name? DeChambeau? Oh, okay. All I right. took French in high school, what? man. I don't, I don't know how to do that. I thought you'd mess that one up, too. I just gave really? it. Really? Yeah, well, you God, know. You have zero faith in me. You messed some things up, huh? Well, not Bryson DeChambeau. <laughs> Xander Schaffel, maybe. <laughs> See? I did that on purpose, by the way. Yeah, I know. I saw you say Ander. You didn't, you know, sometimes you don't say the X. Oh, yeah. Well, but he's Xander. I oh, mean, okay, all right. I do watch golf. You understand this, right? I, know, I, hear, I do hear Jim Nance say these names. Okay. He's an... And let's go forward. <laughs> let's go forward. Let's go forward, man. So, obviously, this is a pairing that, you know, what do I need to say much about? They, the USGA love this pairing because, listen, they're the three longest guys on tour. There's another guy in the field who's actually longer than them, a guy named Scott Hind that mm-hmm. they, they don't realize is longer than him. But, you know, they, they did this pairing for a reason. They want the long balls. And, listen, Bryson had – listen, my opinion – Bryson has no chance in this golf tournament. So if I was in the gallery, none. His mentality, how he's going about this, this is cool for him. Listen, hey man, do do what you do, man. But his mentality, there's one tournament a year. If you're gonna get off your deal, this is what you gotta get off of. And and if you're sticking to your guns, stick to your guns, cool. So if I'm in the gallery, and we know nobody will be, but if I if I was there, I'm on hole number one at one sixteen. To see Bryson, Dustin, and Tony tee off. Then 11 minutes later, Phil Mickelson, Paul Casey, and John Rahm. And then I'm following this group right here at 138. Ricky Fowler, Matthew Wolf, and Victor Hovland. That, that looks you, like a fun... Are you asking me what group to follow? No, no. I'm, I'm telling you, that's who I would be following okay. if I was in the gallery. I just To me, that, look, that looks like a fun... Like it, really, you could 
follow the 116 crowd, Bryson, Dustin, and Tony, and then watch the other three and then or the other two groups and then catch up. Yeah, listen. Uh, Those would be some fun guys to watch. I'm a huge Tony Finau fan. I am. I think he's a great guy. I think he's got all the intangibles in terms of playing well. I think he's soft. I think as a competitor, he's soft. I like him as a person. I just think sure. he's – Listen, it's my opinion. I think he's – I like the guy a lot. He's got more talent than than anyone out there. There's no one going to say, hey, listen, your peers are telling you you got more talent than anybody. Right. Why isn't he one more, right? So so maybe it's inside. Maybe this is not as – I don't know. I, I'm not going to stick up for the guy in terms of what is – why doesn't he win more? Or, right, uh, but right. talent-wise, shit, I mean, he's got more talent than anybody, man. So – Listen, I'm rooting for the guy. I, I I dig the guy. I think he does everything right, to be honest with you. But if you look at the, the 116 off of uh, off of 10, uh, 116 off of the 10th tee, Fleetwood, Kevin Kisner. Oh boy, they and Abraham a, answer. Just another foul ball with the names Kisner. It's Kisner. It's Kisner. Yeah. It's German. <laughs> okay. <laughs> just wow. That's a uh, that's Team Paul Mitchell. I mean, okay. that's, that's just Team Paul Mitchell. As in, like, hair products? Yeah, yeah. The big big locks and the uh, Tommy Fleetwood. Abraham Answer's got the big locks. And Kevin Kistner actually needs Paul Mitchell, you know, because, you know, he's he's grimy and uh, Hunter. and he gotcha. so, so he needs to get in there. So he fit in that mix. So you got the lo- two long hair guys, and you got a guy that needs to grow some. You know, so that's kind of what I put, put in there. And if you look at 127 – off of uh, off of one, Mickelson, Casey, Rom. Can you tell me what that wh- how they how they fit together? No, they all went to Arizona State. Oh, they're Arizona State boys. Yeah. All what about Paul Casey? Went to, well, I said I said all three. Oh, all of them. All, I said you just mentioned those two. So, no, I said Mickelson, Paul Casey, oh, okay. and John Rom. Arizona State. Did I mention that they all went to all Arizona State? Yeah, they're all going to lose. <laughs> Those Sun Devils can't play golf. Yeah, Everybody right, knows that. Right, right, right. And, again, the, that's one of the cool pairings that they did on purpose, obviously, that that they wanted to do. And they did the, they did the other thing, uh, 138 off one. Ricky, Wolf, and Hovland, they all went to Oklahoma State. Right. You know, so so the team, you got Team Cowboys. You know, so you look at you look at those scenarios. Um, another cool thing, man, I, lo- I looked at is 149. You look at uh, – Roman, you want to say that first name? Because you're you're like 0 for 7, so I'm trying to give you – I'm trying to help you. Or you want to say the second name. Can you say Davis Riley? Bryson DeChambeau. How about second second one? Davis Riley, can you say that one? Is that okay? Davis Riley. (laughs) Will Zalatoris. Yeah. So they're all the Corn Fairy guys. They got in through the the Corn Fairy. They're ranking. So so their ranking was – you know, do they do it? Yeah, I mean, I just – That's kind of cool putting them together, though, because they're familiar with each other. Yeah, they're familiar, and – and I don't know. I don't know how many U.S. Opens. They, Davis Riley was uh, was a teammate of um, of uh, Justin Thomas at Alabama, so he's got some pedigree. Will Zalatoris is a Dallas guy, you know, so it's cool. And then uh, Roman's a, a guy from Spain that's just been kind of popping back from the right. European tour and the Corn Ferry. So it was cool they put those guys together. They're familiar. And um, if you look at one forty nine off ten, I'll let you go ahead and say those names because you've been so good this evening. Uh, let's see. We have Shugo Amahira, <laughs> Ben On, no, uh, and Takumi Kanaya. Okay. Uh, 
That's uh, that's that's Team Kamikaze. Well, I wonder why. Yeah, shocker, right? Now, why Kamikaze? You're not Team Tora, Tora, Tora. Because they're they're from Japan. I know. They're off. Well, I don't know what Tora, Tora. Oh, you don't know what Tora, Tora, Tora no, is. Okay, no. sorry. But I was just trying. to I'll give you a history lesson after the show. Okay, I appreciate that. I'm always learning. Always learning. I appreciate that. So very nice. You know, so so the last one I have, the last tea time that I thought was really cool, it was at two eleven. Uh, it's a lot cooler if you say it. You say those names. Ten or one. Uh, ten. Uh, Steven Jaegermeister, mm-hmm. Lee Hodges, and Adrian Otegi. Don't they say sound like like? James Bond characters. Yeah, a little yeah. <laughs> Right? So, team James Bond, right? Lee Hodges. Yeah, yeah. Lee Hodges sounds Hodges. like a comic Ho- book character. Hodges. Just Hodges. You, gotta, say, you, say, their la- you say their last names. You don't need their first name. Jaeger. Hodges. Jaeger, Hodges, Otegi. and Otegi. That just, it just sounds cool. So, or it's like team James Bond. <laughs> or it sounds like a really bad law firm downtown. Yeah, yeah. So, that just. That's Jaeger, just, Hodges, and Otegi. That's just Team James Bond to me, bud. So that was that was one of my cool to finish that off. And I do this every year with the U.S. Open, man. I just I go through these groups and have a little fun with it, and it's it's good. It's good banner, and uh, no, it's cool. Listen, the the golf course is going to be perfect, set up the way the USGA wants it. The best player this week is going to win. No ifs ands. Who's playing the best is going to win. Can and, I give you my picks before we shut down? Sure. I have picks. You do. I picks. Did we get new segment or just we? No, just for this, just for the majors. I do this for the majors. But you know, I'm not playing, right? Oh, did you pick me? Because I'm not playing. No, huh? I picked me though. All right. Yeah. All right. So these are just to finish in the top ten. All right. I don't top know how 10. to pick a winner. Top ten. You Daniel... gonna give all top ten? No, I'm just giving these players. I think we'll finish in the top ten. I got Daniel Berger, John Rom, and of course Dustin Johnson, John Daly. He's not playing. My favorite guy. I don't care. He's gonna finish in the top ten. <laughs> You know, I pick him for every tournament. Top ten of what? I put five bucks on John Daly every PGA tournament to win. You knew that. Especially the majors. We need to get into John, those John Daly stories I told you about yes, off air. Yes, we need to get into that. No, we need to do that on air. <laughs> he might kill me if I, if I, if All right, I so say All right, so what do you think about my other two, about Berger and Rom yeah, for top you know, ten? You know, Rom, you know, obviously it's an easy pick to pick Rom. He's playing good. He's, you know, listen, you didn't go out on a – Mm-mm. Limb to pick the pick John Rom right. Berger, I don't know enough to go out on limbs. Berger's an okay pick. I, I yeah, I don't I don't mind that. I think he has all the characteristics to be top ten. I don't know if listen. It's hard to pick who's going to win. Who makes you know you got a foot between the fairway and the rough that right. you're you're making you're making par. You're making six. Yep. Me, especially there, right? So it's going to be a drop. Yeah. Yeah. Please. But but you you get my point. I mean, yeah. listen, the, the, it's so it's so, such a fine line. Yeah, I mean, if he listen, if he plays well, he has a chance to win. Not top ten, he has a chance sure, to win. He's sure. one of those guys. If he plays well, and he's playing good, he's got confidence. He's not scared of the moment. Pedigree of athletes. He's not. He's a dog. So right. he he's got those characteristics. To win. I just it, he just wasn't for me this week. Gotcha. Yeah. So all right. You got a quick John Daly story you want to get into? No, no, it's a new segment. He, listen, he's been struggling with his health, man. So I'm gonna, oh, I'm, a, I'm gonna let him, uh, I'm gonna let him, uh, I'm gonna let him hang out for a few weeks. But yeah, so uh, last segment, you know, we get we're getting out of the rough, and um, you want to intro that one? Well, I didn't know about it until just now. I don't have a theme song for it or anything. 
and I don't really know what it's about. What? What's getting out of the rough? We did it two weeks ago. I don't remember that. Oh, okay. So go ahead. Tell us about getting out of the rough with John Gerber. Yeah, this is our segment where that's, uh, you know, two weeks ago we did the Kevin Na gear. Like, uh, who's... Who's just not? This is bus a segment. You know, oh, right? that's, he, okay. And, that's and, what oh, you confused me. with. Yeah, that. and he's getting he, he he's in that shit list too. Getting out of the rough, right? They, he is right now. Bus is and bus, he's about bu- to be bu- under the bus on the other yeah, show. Yeah, yeah. Bus canceling all the time is you know he's in the rough, but he's in it. But listen, we all understand. But listen, the number one thing with you know in the rough. You you, you said Harry Higgs last week. Mm-hmm. You see his act. You see his gear. Mm-hmm. Did you really? I did. Wow. I don't know. You're going to bring it up. Well, it, was, it looks like you going out there and playing golf, huh? You know, trim the beard. Some, a little, trim the beard. Sometimes a bit. I don't mind the the crazy gear. Sometimes I don't. But man, they can they can go way overboard. So I wanted to bring up uh, last or the last time we did this, we we're we we're going to talk about Jesper Parnovic. Okay, dude had some of the craziest get-ups mm-hmm. on the tour. Okay, and that kind of you know at some point that can become what you're known for. Well, Payne rather Stewart, than your game. with the knickers, right? I mean that's that's the number and one. Paints, but Payne Stewart could play golf. So did Jesper. Jesper won. No, I, I know. Times. I, I mean, I understand that, but I'm saying you're taking a huge gamble as a golfer wearing the wacky getups. You know, John Daly even wore some wacky pants well, there every now and then. Well, Harry Higgs wasn't wacky. It's I just think he's sloppy. Yeah, it just I mean, look. It's yeah, a bad it, look. It, 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 I mean, it's just, just a bad look. Yeah. So, so that's why that was the number one. And, and listen, not not really. You know, in the rough. Uh, you know. Hats off to Stuart Sink winning the Safeway, man. Mm-hmm. Listen, he's he's one of the pillars of the golf tour, man. He's an awesome guy. Yep. Uh, if, if everyone roots for him, if anyone's if anyone's deserving of this and what he does, you know, with the philanthropy outside of golf and and just his life and what he believes in is, you know, good for him. And you know, it, it, him bringing his son in was was cool, and his yeah. wife and sharing. A, Listen, that's great, man. Good, good for Stewart Sink, and I, I know we missed that on uh, the winner of the Safeway and the matchups because we got into uh, the gaming spot. But hey, man, good off the Stewart Sink, man. I'm happy for him, and hey, listen, that puts him on two more years of um, you know till he wants to transition to right. making some funny money. Whatever it takes. Yeah, yeah. So, I'm a Stewart Sink fan. Yeah, me too. So, listen, that's all I got this week, man. Uh, it's uh, we missed bus this week, and uh, hopefully he'll be here next week. We miss Bus. Uh, we need to find out if he's going to be here for the next show. Live from Barrel and Bones here. The Drunk Sports Podcast kicks off here in about 30 minutes. You guys come out and check them out live every Wednesday night, 8 p.m. Again, we are from the rough. We are here every Wednesday night at 6.30 at Barrel and Bones in the Colony. And as always, we want to give a special thanks to the Highlands Performance Golf Center in Carrollton, Texas for sponsoring the show. Please go check them out on the web at highlandspgc.com. Or give them a call on the telephone, 972-733-411. They are North Dallas's premier golf practice facility for a number of reasons. Go check them out for yourself. For John Gerber, I'm Indy Tim. We are from the rough. We're going to close this one out. And until next week, stay safe, everybody. <laughs>